0: The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet I get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the College Experience. Get ready for the college football season by checking out all 131 college football team previews. Just go to sportsgamilypodcast.com slash CFB. That's sportsgamilypodcast.com/ slash CFB. Drivers, start your... out of you right now because you asked me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh I- improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things.
1: now here are your hosts rod
0: Villa gomez and cody zeeb the question is not whether tony stewart would wreck your mom for a championship the question is would kyle larson wreck his teammate to win a championship. That is the question of the week. This is the NASCAR gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez asking the tough questions this week. Cody, welcome back, buddy. Hey man, another week, another
1: just amazing race of all the road courses. I think this one's been the most exciting so far and we've had some pretty good ones already. So, uh, man, they just don't disappoint. Now it all sets up perfectly going into Daytona. Obviously, we'll get into that later, but here we are, end of the regular season, finally.
0: Well, and so there was talk in the discourse about how this could very well shape up to be sort of a, a ho-hum type of a race where it'll be a little bit not as, climatic, not as climatic, I suppose, as some of the other races that we've seen. But really, again, it just delivered. Like, even though it wasn't the most action-packed race of the circuit of the season, it still had tons of drama, tons of action, and a late race restart, which shook the whole damn field up. So, I mean, it was everything we could ask for as a NASCAR fan and more at this point.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it kind of had a little bit of all of that. Like, it started out with the drama with the rain, and are they going to start, are they not going to start, then they wait. After lightning hold, then, then we get it going. It's on rain tires. Then it's who's the best strategy to get off the rain tires. Then it's some of these guys are sticking out and, and really waiting. And then there was a point for a while where it looked like, okay, here, it's settling in. This is kind of what we may be expected with uh, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson show. They're just kind of running away with it. You get that late race caution. That's exactly what we talked about last week. I believe we said, if you get that late race caution, that's where the chaos is going to be. Cautions read cautions and it's going to change everything and shake up the results. And boom, that's exactly what happened. And that's, that's what made me a little bit scared going into this weekend was the fact that that could happen and what we saw last time. And it was almost the same thing where, you know, they're all diving into that corner. And, and I mean, I, yeah, whatever you got to do what you got to do to win. I, you don't blame Larson for that. I mean, Obviously I'm a Chase Elliott fan and I had bet him pretty decently to win the race. So I was pretty disappointed, but you don't blame Larson, um, for making the move. I mean, you're trying to win the race that he wasn't going to run him down. He wasn't gonna be able to pass him. That was the only way he was going to be able to beat him. I mean, that's, that's a huge point swing to, to get those five extra points, get the momentum of a win heading towards the playoffs, all stuff that they need. Um, as long as, this team can still work together. <laughs> That's the thing, because Hendrick is very open about it. They share all their information. Now, if you get those guys starting to hold back on each other, that could hurt the team performance. But now you have a Kyle Larson with momentum and a pissed-off Chase Elliott going into the playoffs. That could be two good things for getting those drivers uh, all the way to Phoenix. So uh, it's going to be interesting, but I, I don't know. I, Chase Elliott, too, and I said it out loud when he picked it. Why? Why do you take the outside line? on the restart like that i know it worked for him the time before so i guess but you have to think somebody's gonna dive bomb in there and just run you off the track and that's exactly what happened so it's kind of like i get that it's worked a few times but maybe this is the one where we we don't take that risk but uh oh well i guess
0: it was a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point. I mean, you kn- he knew basically that he was setting himself up for that type of a finish. And, you know, again, this is the news and knows part of the news and notes, not news and knows, news and notes part of the show. And, and this was one of my bullets, like as far as the Kyle and, 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 and uh, uh, Chase show, what really are we taking away from this? And, When it came down to the end, you know, first of all, kudos to both of them for really just turning the whole thing around because we kept talking, especially last week when we were talking about the preview of this, as far as these guys obviously have been road course dominant drivers for so long and we were so used to seeing them always out front. But this season has yielded so many different outcomes on road courses that even at Sonoma where they were both dominant drivers and they still didn't finish the race either first or second. So it was just a matter of... Can they get back there again? Well, they answered that question and then some. But for Chase, you know, he he should have known that Kyle's racing hard for this win. There's just no way. And kudos to him for his post-race interview as far as like, look, I just want to say congratulations to him, this team. Even though you could see exactly through what he was saying, right? He was saying all the right things in that (laughs) post-race interview, even though. God knows he wanted to put, pin Kyle to a wall and, and kind of knee him in the nuts. Well, I, I think he was
1: instructed what to say because if <laughs> you saw the second he got out of the car, Rick Hendrick and Jeff Gordon were both standing right there. Yep. And if you, there's some video of them talking, Elliot's obviously not pleased, but it looks some of the, some of the lip readers, I'm not, I'm not the best lip reader, but some of some people are saying that it looks like. He said, "I'm I'm done with this shit. I'm over his shit or something." And and then like you could see as Hendrick turned around, like he wasn't very happy for for having the car that just dominated the race and the other car that won the race. It was like, oh boy, here we go. I'm sure that was a fun team meeting today. Uh, I mean, Elliott still uh, he comes out of the day with with the 15 points, bonus points for winning the the regular season championship, goes into Daytona with nothing to lose. Obviously, now that's a 10-point swing on Kyle Larson. So if you look at it, Chase Elliott, obviously the favorite to win the championship right now. Kyle Larson is probably one of the next most favorited guys. Elliott loses five points. Larson gains five points. So if it comes down to a 10-point gap, getting into one of these rounds between the two of them, this could come back to be a massive, massive thing that happened. And if you look at both of Larson's wins this season, Auto Club Speedway early in the season, uh, if you remember Elliott... Was going, had a big run to pass him for the lead, and Larson just slammed the door and about ran Elliott. I don't remember if he, he almost ran him into the wall, if he did run him into the wall, but either way, both of Larson's wins have kind of come at the expense of Elliott, so interesting, interesting dynamic there. I mean, of any team, Hendrick is probably the team that can handle it the best. They've got, obviously, Rick Hendrick and Jeff Gordon are two very smart guys. They've been through these situations. Jeff Gordon specifically, there was times him and Jimmy Johnson did not get along, and Jeff Part partially owned that car and they were two of the best drivers in the cup series at the time and they butted heads and stuff so jeff does have that experience handling this stuff at the end of the day you know there's not team orders and everybody's out there to win for themselves obviously you help your teammates when you can and maybe cut them a break here and there but you gotta win you gotta get playoff points i think overall it probably helps hendrick try and get both of those cars too phoenix final four which obviously is the goal but it's definitely going to be interesting i mean you know next week at daytona i don't know that we'll probably see them working together too much not that larson's usually up in the mix anyways at at super speedways but uh it'll be interesting to see going forward where maybe elliot just doesn't cut him any breaks and larson's probably got to see that coming you know because it that's what's going to happen
0: Although it's funny because a lot of the revenge case scenarios that we seem to want to play out never really play out on the track as much. I mean, even with Chastain, we thought, oh, everybody's going to be beating and banging on Chastain this week because it's a road course. I, and we'll talk about that when we talk about our bets. But, you know, I, I feel like these drivers, they pick their spots. And then a lot of times we say, yeah, okay, they they did it, right? They 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 got their revenge. But may, did they, though? Like, I mean, it was almost like just a matter of where they were on the track and you you kind of don't have a choice, but to make the choice that you made. So it's not necessarily revenge. It's just, they aren't, like you said, right. aren't cutting them any and, slack. And, and
1: with these guys being teammates, I don't think you're going to see Elliot just go spin Larson out. I don't think we'll see that. Now there might be points where he doesn't help him where he could have helped him or, or cut him a break where he could have cut him a break. You probably will see that because he obviously is pretty pissed off at the guy, but you know, now had that been Denny Hamlin, that did that to Elliot like then yeah going in the playoffs this is a whole different conversation because now the two of them are not going to be happy with each other Elliot's going to feel like he owes them, and, and so I think it is different because of the teammate dynamic and because of how how close those guys work together I mean they had to sit in a meeting together today at Hendrick Motorsports for their their weekly Monday team meeting but uh definitely definitely an interesting interesting day
0: but let's not let the fact that Chase Elliott is now the regular season champion, just without a doubt now, go uh, unnoticed. Because he did win the regular season championship. He is the regular season champion. And a well-earned regular season championship, by the way. Four wins. Just dominant pretty much the whole season long as far as being up at the top in the front. Being one of the more uh, consistent drivers, as we've talked about time and time again this season. So congratulations to Chase Elliott your man, your boy for, uh, for claiming that regular season championship. And look, uh, when we talk about another
1: thing, that's kind of funny too, is, is they say, uh, they say that the racing gods, even it out, you know, sometimes you steal a win here and you lose another one there. He stole a win at Pocono right after the disqualification. So maybe this was the, the racing gods just settling the score this weekend and, and getting it evened out. I I didn't think that was funny, but to your point. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. Had he walked out of there with the win he, he'd left the day with 20 bonus points which is crazy but still 15 is huge um and then you have this this scenario where you know the the top couple of guys get get points paid out for the playoffs there's a potential that you, you get a guy like Ryan Blaney Martin Tris jr that finishes well on the points earns those playoff points but doesn't make the playoffs those points don't pass on to someone else. So those points are just gone, which is also an amazing thing. But Elliot, I mean, if the pl- if the playoffs started today without factoring in Daytona, Elliot's got forty playoff points. And so again, if you're newer to NASCAR, you're not exactly sure how the playoff format works. There's four rounds in the playoffs. It's ten races. So you got the round one is three races, round two is three, round four is three, and then you have the season finale. But so so when after we get through with Daytona this weekend, we go into into the playoffs at Darlington and everybody's reset to zero. And then their playoff points are added. So you get a point for winning any stages, five points for winning a race, and then points are awarded based on where you finish. The top couple of guys. I don't remember exactly how that works out, but it's 15 for first. Um, So Elliot got that. So if a playoffs start today, Elliot's got 40 points. Whereas you got, you know, Austin Sindrick would be last in the standings. He's only got six. So he's got a 34 point advantage. On last place, you go through three races, three drivers get lopped off, another three. So then after the first three, you can still accrue more playoff points with the stage wins, with the race wins. But again, the points reset after the first three, back to zero, but your playoff points carry over. So he goes right back to 40 plus any other points he's added. So it gives him an advantage through each round, almost maybe a mulligan here and there if he doesn't get a good finish where he's not necessarily just knocked right out of the playoffs quickly, which as we've seen this season that that could come in big time handy so definitely a massive massive thing to wrap that up he doesn't have to worry about it going into daytona he gets caught up in the big one early it doesn't cost him his regular season championship he's he's already got it locked down locked in and uh and does you know he can just kind of go race without a care at uh, at daytona and try to grab some more playoff points and, and pad that cushion
0: what a beautiful thing it'd be uh, interesting to see what he's uh what he's actually coming in at going into Daytona as far as uh, the betting world is concerned. So we'll keep an eye on think that. He's going to be one of the favorites because you got it. The think way so. he is
1: at super speedways. I mean, Atlanta, he's, I think he won both stages and the race, um, which, which is the most recent super speedway. Now it's a little different. Daytona, Atlanta aren't exactly the same, but similar style of racing now with the new package for Atlanta and stuff. So Elliot's been very, very good at, at um, super speedways, almost won the Daytona 500. I think he was second last year um potentially could have won that depending on where the caution came out after the wreck and stuff. But uh so yeah he goes in there just you know with a with a free free ride to do do whatever he wants and try to just get more points. So
0: I mean and there's a couple other drivers that are secure in their spot. Yeah they'd like to get more but you know they can push a little harder because they're locked in. So yeah I mean when we when we actually preview The race uh, coming up, we will definitely be looking at all of those angles, but this is a show where we look back and we take a look at all of our bets from this weekend. There were a lot of good ones, a couple of not so good ones, but uh, yeah, we'll definitely take a look at those when we come back for stage two, but before we do, as we always do, let's tell you about win bet. We are also brought to you by WinBet. And if you're thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time because new customers who bet $100, you get a $100 free bet. And if you're betting baseball, you got to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the perfect place to play MLB. Plus, WinBet Casinos always opens 24 hours a day and you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Also, Win just released their first QB with five TD prop bets, so make sure you get in on that. Plus, the other millions and hundreds of thousands of things that choose from, all you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so you know... Or so they know that we sent you. <laughs> SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions of WimBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Once upon a time, I would have a 100 tabs open when I was doing my research for all of my betting needs, whether it was NFL, CFL, NASCAR, whatever it is. I just had all kinds of tabs open across both of my screens my laptop my phone trying to do research to put all of my efforts into giving good bets to you on the sports gambling podcast network those days are over because i have discovered one site that does all of that for me i have one tab open now when i do my research which tab is that you say it is oddstrader.com everything you need to handicap your bets to place your bets to see what the odds are not just the points the money line but you get the spreads you get the over unders you get past game performances you get head-to-head matchups you get where they were and how they performed against each other plus you even get weather updates i'm telling you right now i'm not doing it justice you got to go and see for yourself exactly the all the things that odds trader has to offer so go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire get in on this join it and even track your bets in the process <sighs> so much oddstrader.com slash blue wire odds trader the number one site for all of your game day bets Run Your Pool is the home of competition. It's bringing sports fans and their social circles together. You can compete, connect, and make every game matter more. So if you're that person at the office, you run in your pool, you stress of trying to get it all together the stress of trying to keep all of the stats and to keep all of the picks and everything don't worry about that now go to run your pool they will do it for you and help you to streamline the process it offers every game under the sun from pick'em survivor to fantasy pools it's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you can't get anywhere else more than that we have teamed up with run your pool to host Pool a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor contest. So make sure you hop in now to reserve your spot. You can win $500 cash and a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store. If you win, sign up today over at runplay.runyourpool.com/sgp. That's play.runyourpool.sgpn. Let's talk about Sleeper. It is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. I know you use it for your fantasy league. I use it for mine. Cody uses it for his. In fact, we're using it for one right now. So, you know, get over there. It's just past 4 million users. And now, you can win on Sleeper, 2 by playing their new over-under game first. In any sport, choose two or more players that you like. Pick the over and the under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in. And with the NFL season and preseason already starting, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience and the main reason why i'm excited about the over under on sleeper it's the only app where i can join my buddies' contest we can all play together it's got a built-in group chat where i can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button it's insanely fun to write it out together stop what you're doing download the sleeper app now to play their new over under game have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone by joining our listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com sgp sleeper is going to automatically match your first deposit up to one $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So once again, the trucks were off this week, and that meant that it left it up to the Xfinity and the Cup Racing folks to carry on the racing uh, over there at the Watkins Glen International Racetrack up there in Watkins Glen, New York. Some weather concerns on Sunday, but Saturday, there was nothing of the sort. It was a beautiful day for racing, and uh, really, one of the more, I think, uh, entertaining Xfinity races that we've had in a few weeks as well. Some twists, some turns, some cup drivers starting in in the race to add a little bit of spice to it. Um, But overall, Cody, I was pretty impressed with this Xfinity race, too.
1: Yeah, just an amazing race. Um, Again we saw it both days were just super competitive and uh yeah i mean the battling throughout that race you didn't really have one guy that just ran away with it there was points you know where where byron kind of got pulled away a little but the racing was good and then obviously again late race cautions bunched it up kept it close and uh and, and then it got crazy from there so how about Kyle Larson scoring the win both days without having the best car either day? <laughs>
0: it's, you know, <laughs> pretty, <that's>, pretty impressive. <laughs> that's the thing, too. And and obviously, we'll talk about that when we get there. But um yeah, that, that, they just had so much to watch all throughout the track. And there were so many things to, to keep an eye on. And you're right. The winner wasn't even the best car on the track. And the fact that he managed to stay out of trouble that's what you gotta do sometimes. I mean, racing's not always about being the fastest car out there. Racing is being able to put yourself in a position to be at the finish line when the checker flag drops in first place. Whether that's pit strategy, whether that's managing to know that the people in front of you are gonna get chippy and and get to, into the mix and to hold back a little bit, it's all it all factors into this. It's not just go fast and finish first. Sometimes there's a lot of finesse that goes into this. So yeah, I mean, the, the race
1: again, that's, we talked about it last week and I picked the wrong guy, but, uh, when I picked Justin Allgaier, uh, 25 to one to win, I said he could be in position. How many times at this track have we seen first and second, take each other out going for the win. And it happened again. (laughs) That's exactly what happened at the end of the race. You know, Byron and, and Gibbs had the best two cars. Battling for it, heck of a battle, just back and forth, and and Gibbs slipped up a little bit there, and it just it collected both of them, and there you go. The guy that was sitting in third took the win. Now, I, I, it wasn't the guy I thought it would be, but, but it was the guy you thought it would be, so that's all that matters.
0: <laughs> so, look, just for comparison, the 2021 running at Watkins Glen had 1,581 green flag passes. Last week's race had 1,735, almost a full 200 uh, green flag passes more on this track three lead changes difference uh, last season was 12 this season was 15 but again we see the raciness we see the fact that these cars are ultra competitive no matter where they are and you know they definitely are, are making it to happen um, all over up and down the track so let's go over these these bets shall we and let's start with Cody's uh, where he gave you Ty Gibbs over William Byron to win or not to win just over William Byron this wasn't, uh, this wasn't Gibbs's day at all, was it? Well, it could have been maybe for a bit there. I mean, it
1: was, uh, you know, for a lot of the races, you know, William Byron, obviously, he really impressed. He won the poll, looked really good all day. I was surprised by that. I was not expecting that from him. So I was definitely wrong in that uh, situation, of course. But Gibbs was right there with him. And then on those late restarts, I mean, on the last one, it, Gibbs got the best of him right away. And I was like, all right, here we go. And then obviously they got together and they end up finishing 25th and 27th. So that, I mean, that was kind of a toss up, which one would finish better after the two of them wrecked and and Byron just barely got him. So we missed out on this one, but uh, Gibbs was good. Just Byron was better than I thought he was going to be for sure. I, I didn't, uh, didn't expect that from him.
0: It was so close. Literally, look, if you were obviously going to break down our head-to-heads, but if you look at the finishing positions for the head-to-heads, these things are close. So whoever they were making the books this week, they had it dead on because these guys were always in the mix with each other. And you're right, Byron and Gibbs were always jockeying for position. Maybe not the top positions, but definitely position nonetheless. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, Ty Gibbs just not, not dominant. It was first and second right off the start of the grid. But, you know, a lot of that had to do with not just the, the racing on the track, but, you know, they, they did try some different pit strategies. They were a little off off of the normal um, script, as it were. So, yeah, this was a weird – the race itself played out strange in that capacity anyways with pit strategies being all over the place. But, yeah, it seems like Byron and, and Gibbs were both victims of that at certain points in this race. Yep, for sure. So, uh, all right, let's move on to the next one where I gave you Ross Chastain over Cole Custer, uh, who both of them were in this race as cup drivers in Nextfinity. Uh, And this one did not pan out either. Cole Custer finished 11th. Custer finished 11th. Ross Chastain finishing 28th. You want to talk about not having a good day. Ross Chastain did not have a great day at all. In fact, he got into it. Uh, early or later in that race too, um, with the, uh, what was it? The 91 car or he was the, yeah, uh, no, he got into it later on, but yeah, he just, he could not finish the race. Well, Custer did damn good, uh, overall in this race too. Yeah. Custer and he, he kind of recovered too, because
1: he was, I mean, he spun out early and then you weren't really sure if he was even going to be able to keep going, kind of recovered and ended up with a decent day, but, uh, boy, Chastain. I don't know. I guess they used that entire 92 budget on the last road course where he looked good, and uh, this wasn't his day this time.
0: <laughs> no, it was not. Uh, and that's the thing, too. Like, he didn't look good all day long. He wasn't even in the mix at all. So, it was, it was just difficult. I mean, and then, like I said, pit strategy, because Chastain was out toward the front late, because he was running late, 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 and he thought, okay, but he had to come into pit. Came into pit, never got back into the mix after that, so... Um, just yeah, a that, that makes it hard
1: to track your bets during the race when we got all these strategies going on. I'm trying to figure out okay, he's beating him right now, but I don't think that guy stopped. Where's he going to come out when he does stop? Like, what if we get a caution? Man, I just which keeps another thing that keeps it fun again, the race within the race, all these different strategies and you know, different tires and gas and and waiting and stopping early and switching tires and everything is just yeah, it, it was great, great weekend for. All of that stuff.
0: A great weekend to just start seeing cars that weren't necessarily up front anytime, just up front for the most part, in that, especially in the. Whole the Custer led a little bit on Sunday for a while. Exactly. <laughs> see? Uh, all right. So let's move over to the next one. We both gave you, actually. Uh, Josh Berry over Sheldon Creed. Man, you want to talk about close. So close. <laughs> so close. Sheldon Creed finishes eighth. Josh Berry <laughs> finishes ninth. right after him.
1: I mean, I I would say we were pretty much on track with this as far as we thought they would both have a good day. We said that we just didn't see Creed, you know, they've not proved that they've been, they can finish these races and props to them. They were able to finish it and they've been able to finish a few more here recently. So maybe they're starting to get better and starting to figure things out. Um, but Barry again, another solid run for him on a road course for, for being a guy that's not really driven road courses. But being a veteran driver that knows what he's doing, he gets another good finish. They were kind of swapping that position back and forth late. I kept watching it. I'm like, oh, get back around him, get back around him. He didn't quite do it, but uh, finishing back-to-back, obviously. Sometimes the books are really good at making these head-to-heads because uh, they were really close, obviously.
0: <laughs> well, and that was the thing, too. As the, the pit strategy were playing out there toward the end of that race, that's where it kind of got shuffled, too, and that where Barry was outside of even the top 10 for a while and, and we were like, oh man, what, you know, if a caution comes out now, obviously that may make Barry's job a little harder. Creed was behind him. Creed caught up. Creed passed. And I was, you know, we, we just had a lot going on back there watching the ticker past the 10th position. And then, of course, everybody pitted. And then they both got into the top 10, which was the next bet as Barry as a top 10 finish. Obviously, he finished ninth, which was just on the cusp of that. But again, you were keeping an eye on what was going on. And then, of course, up front when the, when it was all said and done and the two cars sort of, uh, took themselves out, Barry slid right back into the top 10 and you know, we, we cashed that bet. So (laughs) that was, that was a last lap thing even too, for Barry to get back on that.
1: Hey, take it any way you can. And again, we talk about this is one of those guys that he can put himself in position to catch that kind of bet. And it worked out this time. So You know, when you miss the the five to one on Sunday because you pick the best driver who dominates the entire race and he gets wrecked at the end, you'll take the one on Saturday that was plus three hundred that you maybe just squeaked out. That's how it works. Yeah, I mean, you (laughs) went to the uh, the racing gods. You know, taking one from you and giving one to you, right? It all evens out. (laughs) I'll
0: take it, man. I that's what I'm saying. I just don't care. I'll take it. That was that was a gift. We got that one. That was a plus money gift too. Uh, Plus three hundred, I believe it was.
1: Plus three hundred. So three to one. That's. That's pretty gummy. I mean, that's almost hitting, that is hitting the winner, basically, because you hit that too. But uh, yeah. yeah, my two winners, Chastain, we already talked about him. He just, you know, I, again, my, my thought here was just kind of pick one of the better guys. That's not such short odds because you just got to pick the right guy. Um, luckily we had you for that. Uh, all geyer 25 to one, man. He, got, he had to start in the back with Larson, and by, like, lap three, they had moved up, like, 20 positions already. They were cruising through the field. He was hanging right there with Larson, who eventually wins the race. So, you know, he get, he gets taken out or took himself out, whatever. It kind of happened there within the first, like, three laps of the race. That was sad. But I think, again, at the odds he was at with the finishes we've seen him get this year, he could have easily been that third-place car instead of Larson. Those two guys wreck, open up the, the door for him. And he's right there to take the win. So at 25 to one, I would definitely place that again. Hard to know what, what could have happened. Obviously when we get taken out that early, you're not really going to see much, but he'd at least been moving through the field and sticking with Larson through that part of it. So I think he just pushed a little too hard and kind of overshot it and and ended up taking himself out.
0: Yeah. Four laps in not a good day for all only because we didn't get to see it and we probably could have seen it. Like you said, and, Unfortunately, we didn't, but we did see Kyle Larson win. Like I said, doesn't matter how it happens. just matters that it happened. And Kyle Larson managed to find himself in third place at the end of the race. First two cars spin themselves out, going hard at each other. Kyle Larson's there, never looks back after that. Of course, he did have AJ Allmendinger nipping at his heels uh, toward the end of that race. And maybe if it were three or four laps more, we may have seen uh, Allmendinger make his way up past Larson, but, uh, it ended where it ended, which meant Larson crossed the finish line in first place and cashed the plus 300 bet, which is exactly how we saw it happening because it's Kyle Larson and Kyle Larson remembers how to drive race cars. And I, you know, it's funny, Cody, because I was on uh, full tank Phil, uh, with, you know, full tank with Phil earlier. And we were talking about Kyle Larson and I, I said, not only is time running out on these guys on the bubble of these playoffs, but time is running out for Kyle Larson as well to prove that he belongs in the playoffs. Time is running out for him to and his team to show that they are still a dominant force in the in the sport regardless of what their finishes have shown lately. So, this was one of those dates where he had to get back on it, and he got on it, and then he got on it again. So, like I'm not I'm not saying that sig- uh, signaling that Kyle Larson's back. But this went a long way, I think, in giving him confidence to be able to take not just the Xfinity race, obviously, but the the cup race as well.
1: No, it's massive. It doesn't matter how you get it. Getting to victory lane, putting yourself in position to be there, to be the winner. He's the winner. It doesn't matter that he didn't have the best car. He put himself in the right spot. The right things happened in front of him, whether that was two guys taking each other out or him shoving the other guy out of the way. But the right things happened. You put yourself in position. You cross the line. You're the winner. You look back in the record books. You won. You're in victory lane. You get a kiss to the girl, all that. So he, he did it, and he did it back-to-back days right before we're starting the playoffs. That has got to be a huge confidence boost to him. He knows he can get it done. The guy won 10 races last year, plus the all-star race in the Cup Series. He goes out on dirt, wins three, four, six times a week, then comes and does it in the Cup Series. He struggled a little but a confident shot like that to a guy like that, who knows he can get it done. He's the defending champion. That's a huge boost going into the playoffs. So big for that team. And it helps the whole team. I mean, it makes that team number five team more confident. If We get these pit stops done. Our driver can get it done. They know that. And uh, actually I was trying to think, I think it was his team. No, I can't, no, I'd have to look that up. But one of the team Hendrick teams, they swapped out the pit crews this week. And I feel like it might've been Larson's, which could have also helped, but um Anyways, I'll I'll have to go back and find that because I can't remember now if it was him or Bowman. I think it was his team, but, but either way, the confidence gets built from that. And, um, and so, yeah, it's huge, but yeah, props to you for hitting, I mean, two plus 300 bets on just in the Saturday race alone. Good way to start the weekend. We were kind of on the wrong side of some of the head to heads, but we talked about that going into the weekend, how tough it is out these road courses, especially lately and, and how much we didn't really love everything we looked at. So you know, hopefully you went a little lighter and then played the long shots and, and and cashed on those and ends up with a positive
0: day for you hey for not loving him we hit quite a few so I mean exactly. <laughs> hey, we may not love them but you love the money that you get when you actually cash them so hopefully you were able to do that uh and yeah well so but we had better luck in the cup race to be honest with you uh all when all things were said and done yeah we cashed a couple of plus 300s but we had some really good luck in the cup race, and we're gonna break that down for you when we come back for stage three. But let's talk about coffee. I like coffee almost as much as I like NASCAR. I really do, because coffee keeps me watching NASCAR and keeps me awake to watch and talk about NASCAR. But not just any coffee, not just any coffee off the shelf, no, it's trade coffee. Why? Because trade coffee is personally customized Or me, I get to drink the coffee that I like and not just have to settle for anything that is put in front of me. Trade Coffee gets tasted by all of the employees that are tasting there so they know what you like, they know how it tastes before they even talk to you. They have sampled, they have gotten nitty gritty with the coffee. I I can't even tell you, it just is amazing stuff that they're giving you that they know what they're giving you. They keep, they test thousands of coffees to keep 450 kind live and ready to ship every single day. Look, I know that there's no perfect cup of coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for me, and Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it for me. But they'll send me freshly roasted beans from 60 countries of the best craft roasters in the world. Plus, if I don't like it, they're gonna work with me, they're gonna talk to me, they're gonna walk me through the process of actually finding a coffee that's better and they're gonna send me one for free. They're gonna replace it for free. Trade has delivered five million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews. So right now, Trade is offering new subscribers like you a total of $30 off your First Order Plus. Free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. It's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com SGP. Let Trade find you a coffee you are going to love. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off. When I was five years old, I am of Hispanic descent. When I was five years old, I looked at my grandmother and I said, Grandma, I don't need to learn how to talk Spanish because I, I don't need it. And my grandma wanted to teach me. I didn't learn, I'm 46 years old now, and I still have not mastered the language that I grew up supposedly having to speak. Well, I can fix that. You know how I can fix that? I can fix that by using Babbel. It is a 15 minute lessons a day to make it the perfect way for me to learn a new language on the go plus you can use other language learning apps for ai but Babbel. their lessons were created by over 100 language experts our teaching teaching methods have been specifically proven and scientifically proven to be effective so with Babbel, you can choose from 40 14 different languages including spanish french italian German, whatever else, plus Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and your accent. Don't just learn how to say it, learn how to say it properly. So many ways to learn with Babbel in addition to lessons you can access, podcasts, games, videos, stories, even live classes, plus it comes with a 20-day money back guarantee. So start your new language journey by going with Babbel right now. Save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash SGP for up to 60% off of your subscription to Babbel. Language for life you're looking for the only sports app from the most trusted names in sports stats, go to Elias Sports Bureau. It is the official statisticians of the U.S. Pro Sports Leagues, including the NFL. The app lets you access team players and stats. You get head-to-head comparisons and Elias insights from Elias Sports Bureau research team. The app is really your one-stop shop for player news and league-validated player stats and team records. You get expert game analysis for betting, building your fantasy team. Or impressing your friends perfect for the preseason you get player previews to help you draft a winning fantasy team and a team preview so you know what to expect when the regular season kicks off look elias insights they help me know that my game strategy is backed by numbers i know we run a lot on intuition but sometimes you gotta have the numbers to back it up and elias is the raise is the way that i can feel good About that so take my advice download the Elias game plan app today. It's got new features available all the time So take your game to the next level NFL season is right around the corner So don't wait find Elias game plan in the app store or play store today They'll give you stats like the fact that uh, Kyle Larson is dominant on road courses end of story period that's really I think that's all the Elias app needs to say Right Kyle Larson good on road courses stop
1: Yep. You'd say the same thing about Chase Elliott. I know he hasn't won this year. Oh, we got one more try. <laughs>
0: one. Man, more he try.
1: just and that's the thing too. At three of the races this season on road courses, he's had the most dominant car. He's had the best car. And it just it hasn't worked out for him. Really, you could say four, you could throw Indy road courses. You could say four of the five. Coda, not so much at the beginning of the season, but he was great at Sonoma. They ended up having a pit penalty, cost some. Uh, he was great. at road America dominated. Reddick ran him down at the end. Um, you know, he was second with a couple laps to go at Indy Road Course. One again, one of those late restarts got him. He got spun out. Bad finish. And again this weekend, absolutely dominant. Best car out there, no question about it. And again, just just can't figure it out. But that's all right.
0: I mean, you said he's got he's got another couple of weeks to do it, but look, the drama for this race, Cody, didn't even it didn't even start before the race even started. It started well before that, where we had several good cars go to the back of the field we almost start in fact we made a joke about it in our discord channel that so many cars are going to get sent to the back that it's basically just going to reset the field and they'll all just restart where they started anyways so you had (laughs) restart yeah exactly
1: (laughs) yeah it was like all of a sudden boom this car has a problem oh this car has a problem oh this car is having a problem yeah it was yeah there was quite a few cars got sent to the back before the race then obviously there was the lightning issue um you know can't race in the lightning then the rain issue they can race in the rain but there was too much standing water after COTA last year where Martin Truex and whoever it was that got into him, you didn't want to see that happen again. So it was like, man. But luckily they were able to get things going and uh, start on rain tires and then obviously transitioned out of that. We saw some some good performances by some guys. Michael McDowell had a great day. Looked like he had a, a car that could possibly win at some point. Uh, Almendinger ended up there at the end. Again, <laughs> Larson and Almendinger won two both days. So, uh, man, if, if you put Almondinger in a Hendrick car, on a road course. I don't think anybody beats him. I, I, would really, I think if he had the level of car that those Hendrick guys have, I don't think that they could beat him in it. He's so good on road courses. It's just, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, some storylines throughout the day, uh, Kimmy was looked pretty good. The, the former F one champ, he was running really good for a while. He was in the top 10. He was racing head to head with Chase Elliott there for a bit. Uh, obviously he ended up, uh, <laughs> A result of, of someone being chastened as Chastain got into Austin Dillon and then uh, chain reaction kind of forced him off the track, ended his day. But uh, yeah, it was it was a great race again. Just storylines throughout the day, different drivers doing well, all the pit strategies and different things, the changing of the tires, uh, and all those all those big calls. And you know, some guys only getting fuel and having to pit earlier so they didn't have to wait so long. Just, you know, uh, open cautions, fall, everything, everything about the day was exciting. You were constantly, you know, caught up in the risk and what was going on. There wasn't really a lull in it. So another, another great Sunday.
0: Another great Sunday. Yeah. And that's the thing. Kyle Busch sent to the back. Christopher Bell sent to the back. William Byron sent to the back. Ty Gibbs sent to the back, which he was already kind of there anyways. Cody Ware and Kyle Tilly uh, and then Daniel Cavat, which was the other uh, first time driver in there. So yeah, tons of cars getting sent to the back even before and and again good cars and Kyle Busch and Christopher Bell and William Byron all those guys getting sent to the back early and yeah I mean there was action all throughout the race people getting chastained left and right uh, even Todd Gilliland was riding in the front for a half a yeah, second oh man like, that was
1: tough break no pun intended <laughs> for uh, for And he man he was running so good and then yeah something broke in the suspension and cost him, but he, he looked really good. I mean, he's not necessarily had the best season, but he's, you know, the equipment he's in, it's a little tougher, but, uh, he's done well on the road courses. He had a top five at the Indy road course. Obviously some of that was strategy and some guys had pitted and stuff, but be up front, leading the race for a little bit, uh, was, was cool for him until, until he had that issue and and things went sour for him.
0: Indeed. I was a rough wreck into the wall or the tires, which was kind of scary, but, Everything was good there. Those tires, man, crazy. But yeah, yeah, uh.
1: yeah. There was a couple hits into tires this weekend. Yeah. I mean, Hemrick on Saturday buried his car pretty deep into them, and and they, it's amazing they've got that stuff figured out. I, I mean, even you look back to two thousand when Jimmy Johnson's wreck, mm-hmm. and we had talked about that in the Discord, and that had come up, and just man, it's amazing he looked through that, and he hit so hard. But yeah, it's it's amazing what they've done with safety and how they've figured out how to slow these cars down and stop them without getting guys hurt. So it's great to see. All
0: right. Several of our bets hit on this one and it began with Austin Sindrick over Ross Chastain. We talked about it exactly the way it played out. Chastain drove a very difficult race as far as trying to, uh, stay out of people's rear ends. And unfortunately he didn't do it and just caught himself up in it. And, and once again, uh, made somebody angry on the racetrack and Austin Cindric did not. <laughs> so in fact, Austin Cindric finished in 13th, Ross Chastain finished in 22nd. Uh, but you know, again, Ross Chastain caught up with the 91 there on lap 46 and basically killed this head to head for himself, but cashed it for Cody. So yay.
1: Yep. Yeah. And my only minus one Oh five, you know, it, you didn't really have to pay much for it. And, uh, Cindric didn't have as good of a day as I thought I had picked him to win. Also, later on, we'll get into that, but uh, not as good of a day, but it was more on just fading Chastain. You don't know what's going to happen. He's going to find a way to get in trouble. And, again, he found a way to get in trouble. So, you, you just, you know, sometimes it's going to be better to fade him. And, uh, you know, no lines aren't out for this week, but uh, there's a chance to fade him. I don't know that I'm going to be able to help myself from from fading him again. Because he's not gonna have, he doesn't have any friends right now, mm. and he's not, he's he's not gonna get much help this weekend. So uh, I'm hoping there's they're gonna give us some gifts there, but uh, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean, for coming out swinging at the beginning of the season, he has certainly figured out a way to pretty much kill any momentum that he ever thought he could carry into the playoffs uh, at this point. So, yeah, poor Chastain. I mean, what what are you gonna do at this point? Like, you just gotta you gotta start driving better or. Keep your head down and, and take all the lumps and head into next season knowing you're still a good and race I mean, driver.
1: You know, it's a guy who's not been in this position before. Last year he was in the 42 car. I mean, he's been around. He's been around a long time. Chastain has. He's, he's look at his career starts in NASCAR. He's got a ton of them. It's just this Alex Bowman story. We've seen some of these guys. They, they're just sitting in really shitty cars. They don't have any chance. They're just running around making laps, but they keep pushing, keep trying. Eventually they get their break. He got his break. He got in the 42 car. It was decent. We know that car is not the best, but now he gets in elite equipment, and he showed us that the first half of the season, dude is fucking good. He knows what he's doing. Now it's kind of gotten a little bit out of hand, and he needs to to rein it back in a little bit. Um, But, again, a a guy who's not been in this position, he's not been in good cars before. He doesn't know how to run up front. He doesn't know how to race with these guys. And, And so it's a big change for him. To, to get moved up into something like that. And he's just got to learn his way through it. And all these guys have been there. We've seen the Kyle Bushes, the Joey Logano's, the Kevin Harvick's. They were all that guy at one point where they cause all these problems. They're getting into fights. Shit's going crazy left and right. They got big rivalries. Now those guys are all champions. We've seen them calm down. And, and I think that Chastain will get there too. It's just you know, he's still learning because he, he he's not been in this position in his career. And it's a big change for him. And, and he's definitely taking his lumps and uh, paying his dues for sure.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, he is. Well, somebody that is used to running up front is A.J. Allmendinger. And he was in our next head-to-head with Chase Briscoe. Obviously, we documented A.J. Allmendinger second in both days. Second on Saturday. He liked it so much, he did it again on Sunday. Uh, and he finished second. Briscoe finished 25th. Look, Briscoe led seven laps here. So it wasn't as if Briscoe was a bad, I mean, but pit strategies and all that stuff that was going on, um, Briscoe just kind of got caught up in that. And then also, uh, he kind of got caught up in a little bit of an incident as well. It wasn't necessarily a gigantic wreck, but he got shuffled to the back of the pack too, ending up 25th position. But I mean, it was no doubt... Anyways, the AJ Allmendinger was going to be one of the more uh, the, one of the cars that was going to be up there toward the end, and we knew that. So put, putting him against Briscoe was sort of a, a no brainer, especially given the fact that we had documented where Briscoe was finishing lately. So, yeah, AJ on a road course over Chase Briscoe, cash it.
1: Yep, exactly, and yeah, AJ's day started rough. I think he was the first driver to spin, which we had talked about. It had come up in the Discord before the race. You know, with the rain, is there, you know, somebody else we should be looking at? And I immediately tossed out Almendinger. He's got the experience. He won earlier the season at Portland in the rain in the Xfinity series. He's raced all types of different road racing cars and stuff like that. So then he comes out and spins right away. And you're like, oh, shit, man, what's going on? But like he does, he recovers, proves he's one of the best road course guys out there. Uh, so, yeah, I think this was, and again, at just minus 105, again, you're not really paying anything for a bet that, kind of lopsided in the end when you look at it. So another one we were on the right side of and uh, on that same thing, top tens have been rough this season for odds. Like you've not been able to find much good stuff. WinBet gave us a good one this week and Chris Busher, minus minus one Oh eight, uh, too hard for me to pass up with what he's done on road courses. I thought he'd maybe have a chance to win. He, uh, he wasn't able to win, but squeaked out a ninth place, finished at the end there. I was sweating that one a little bit, but, uh, Ninth place cash is that top 10 and I'll take it. So uh yeah, we got we hit Busher there at uh, minus 108.
0: Yep. And that was another close one too. That one took into the last couple of laps too to to play yep, itself it was, out. It was real close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was just outside of the top 10, but he was running inside the top 10 then got pushed outside of the top 10 and then got kind of on muscled back, back into in. it. Yep. Yeah. So that <laughs> was a sweat.
1: Yeah. You were definitely sweating on that one a little, but uh again, cash is a cash.
0: Cash is a cash. Hey, one thing you weren't sweating was Joey Logano over William Byron. Byron, as we talked about, got pushed to the back just before he even got started. So uh, this was not probably going to be his day unless he found his way up to the top. Joey Logano finishing third in this one. William Byron finishing 22nd. But here's the thing. Logano started in 20th as well, so you can't necessarily blame too much on the starting position because Logano found his way all the way up to third from 20th. He he played the right strategy cards. William Byron, for the second day in a row, kind of didn't
1: yeah and i mean going later on and obviously we give this out earlier in the week going on later in the week all of a sudden william byron looks like one of the best road course racers there is on saturday and you're like oh boy and then he qualified good for sunday's race and i'm like man he might actually have a chance to do something today and then yeah like you said start at the back he wasn't really a factor all day you didn't hardly see him logano just one of those guys that even though they don't talk about him all day all of a sudden at the end of the race He's just up front, puts himself in that position. Um, another one of the guys that we talked about on the Discord with the strategy stuff, his crew chief, Paul Wolf, back through his days with Brad Keselowski, now with his days with with Joey, is a good strategist. A really, really – the whole Penske – all the Penske guys are very good at their math, at their figuring stuff out, at their calling strategies, trying things. We've seen it with the 12 car a couple times this year. Hasn't paid off in a win, but they've put themselves in good position. And, again, Joey Logano, I think, was a benefactor of that good strategy. And again, he's just one of those guys as young as he still is. He's one of the grizzled vets that's been around long enough that uh, just finds a way to put himself in, in good position. And yeah, so you, you cash this one again, another good
0: one. I liked it. I liked it a lot. So I did it. Uh, but yeah, so then we had, uh, you had Ty Gibbs or Bubba Wallace as the top Toyota Ty Gibbs, obviously, like we said, moved to the back, not necessarily, but that was a long shot one. Anyways, that wasn't one that you were necessarily, yeah, and
1: these were, I mean, this was, yeah. you know, looking for chaos almost. So 10 to one for Gibbs, uh, 14 to one for Bubba top Toyota. We talked about it. Toyota was not going to perform well. Some people don't listen to us, but we told you Christopher bell. He finished eighth that part in the back. He actually had a really good day, but other than that, I mean, Denny Hamlin 20th. That's nothing to write home about. Ty Gibbs was right there in 26th. So if Bell doesn't have a great day, you you know, I guess then Truex was 23rd. But, but again, Gibbs was right behind those other two Toyota guys. He could have easily. And again, if if Bell gets caught up at the end there, things mix up a little, it was a long shot. So, you know, it's a long shot for a reason, obviously, but Bubba ended up uh, missing, missing the last couple laps after a suspension issue. But, uh so so he was kind of out of it. But, again, long shot. You were kind of just hoping for chaos at the end there. Maybe one of these guys squeaks it out. Didn't quite get it, but, but again, we we're pretty on track with Toyota's going to suck on road courses. Keep that in mind. We got one more road course in the playoffs, the Roval at Charlotte. Christopher Bell, you could take off that list. He's been pretty good at most of these road courses. Uh, so he might be something to look at. Whatever his top Toyota is, maybe you just hit that. But, but the rest of these Toyotas suck on road courses this year. I don't know why it is. And some of them are really good road course guys. Uh, Kyle Busch has been a great road course racer in his career. He's just spinning himself out. Man, he, he took a hard lick into the wall. I was surprised his car was able to keep going after that. But, but you know, Ty Gibbs, obviously, he's new to the Cup Series, just kind of filling in, not really his car and stuff, but he's a good road course racer. Truex, before it became the Elliott and Larson show, before it became the Elliott show on road courses, Truex was winning a bunch of road courses. And, and it was Truex and Elliott for a long time. And he's really falling off. The whole Toyota thing has just fallen off. So I feel like there was still good value in taking these ones. Longer shots, obviously, and we missed them this time. But uh, I think we were still on the right track with with what could have happened.
0: Well, you just rattled off two of the names that were in Group C, in which I picked A.J. Allmendinger to win. Christopher Bell obviously finished eighth. Uh, Chris Busher was in the ninth position. And then Martin Truex Jr. fell to 23rd. That was Group C, and A.J. beat them all. Because AJ finished second, so uh, that was a that was a good bet there, and he was at plus two hundred to win that group. So you almost got him at the same odds to win the Xfinity race for Kyle Larson last uh, la- the week day before. So yeah, AJ Allmendinger, obviously uh, Bell and Busher were the only two that kind of scared me at all, at all. And so, but with AJ finishing second, obviously that put that to rest. So uh, that cashed for us at plus two hundred. So good good bet there overall. Yeah, another good
1: one from you, Rod. Another plus money one on the weekend. You know, when you're hitting a few of these plus money ones, that's that, that makes up for for any of these miss, head met any of these head to heads you missed and stuff. Which really in the Cup Series we did not miss any of those. So, it, it, despite our uh, our hesitancy coming into the weekend, uh, we had a pretty good week. Uh, my next one again, another kind of longer shot. It was plus six fifty. AJ Almendinger, Austin Sindrick, top five. Got the AJ Almendinger part of it right. He was second uh, 13th so not necessarily uh, just wasn't the day that i kind of expected from him I, I thought he'd be a little better been really good here in the past on the xfinity cars he's been good in the cup cars on previous road courses still a good day finishing 13th but just wasn't his day to to get in the top five the aj part of it was right so we were halfway there but Again, another long shot, just kind of throwing a couple of darts at the board, hoping to hoping to hit one of those, but missed out on this
0: one too. Yeah, well, this other dart that I threw at plus 350 for a Hamlin top five was not even <laughs> Told close. You not do it, yeah, Told you, you were right. You were right. Look, he finished in 20 position. Again,
1: I position. At the end, it could have happened, man. It, it really, it's still at plus 350, still wasn't a bad bet to make. No. Because it could have been more chaotic. We could have seen more restarts. And that's what we saw at the end of road course with him he was like 30th and then you know two three cautions and all of a sudden he was in the top 10 or wherever he finished and it was like wow he just happened to survive through him though so i i don't think you were necessarily wrong there we we, we kind of knew toyota was gonna suck and it was a long shot for a reason but but I think it was still a good bet. Yeah.
0: Well, again, he, his high position was 13th. He wasn't even anywhere near the top 5 all day long. So we just won't we may go back to fading Denny Hamlin and, and calling it a day. So
1: uh, I don't know about that going on the ovals. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> even I don't know if I want to fade Denny at this point.
0: Uh, all right, so speaking of, uh, of winners and stuff, uh, you did have Chase Elliott to win. You also gave Cindric and Busher. We've talked about those to death. Uh, one that we haven't talked about was Daniel Suarez to win. Uh, he finished fifth, but boy, you know, I, he wasn't anywhere near winning either. In fact, his fifth place had a lot to do with the chaos that ensued on the last restart. But all three of these guys, not bad, right? I mean, all three of them finished within the top 15, and all three of them had a shot. Obviously, Chase had a better shot than most. But uh, yeah, I mean, we weren't giving out Ellie. I mean, we weren't giving out Larson for a reason, which now in hindsight I probably should have. But you know, Chase, Syndrich, and Busher uh, all all factored into the mix at some point, and Suarez in fifth place. We were all around it. We just didn't nail the the head the outright this time.
1: Yeah, and, and you know we've hit the outright many many times so far this season, and we hit you know you hit one on Saturday. So you're not going to hit them all, but but I think again we were on the right track. I mean, you pick four different guys. They all finished in the top 13 and some of them are all the way up to 25 to one odds. Three of them were 10 to one or more. And the one that wasn't 10 to one was the guy who dominated the race. And had there not been late cautions, almost undoubtedly would have won. I mean, you saw Larson kind of catch him while Elliot, you could tell was saving. And then Elliot was like, okay, time to go. And all of a sudden it was a three second lead again. It just, he was better than anyone. We are on the right track again with that. I was very sad again, but, uh, it happens. And, uh, I'm still going to bet on him when we go to the robo in a couple weeks. So uh, just go ahead and place that bet now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, and he's called it too. He he knows he, he's gonna he's gonna call it. So I'll know which one to look at for, on the bet sheet when we when we set it up. Yep. <laughs> so again, overall, a very profitable weekend. To be honest with you, if you bet a lot of these, you you were walking away with a pretty decent chunk of money in your in your wallet and your account. So uh, again, hopefully you enjoyed the weekend of racing as much as we did, and hopefully I've been told Cody that that people enjoy. This this take this show because they don't get a chance everyone or, or to see people actually be held accountable for their bets. So uh, the fact that we're doing this is is uh, good for betters because at least they know that we hold ourselves accountable for any advice that we give out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've gotten a lot of good feedback on this, and it just again it helps us through our process of walking back why did we take this? Why did we do that? Maybe that wasn't the best decision, or maybe it was a good decision, even though it didn't pay off. Maybe we would do it again for this reason, or, you know, maybe we should start looking at this guy for this next track. That's similar stuff like that. So I think it all helps out. We're holding ourselves accountable. You know, sometimes we make bad bets or or don't win things. And and that happens. Um, We've had some pretty good weeks here lately throughout the summer. So it's been good. We're headed to Daytona next week. So, uh, you know, as always with super speedways, tread lightly. Although, knock on wood, we've we've hit hit pretty good on super speedways so far this year. So fucking close to Corey LaJoy, two fifty to one at Atlanta. But uh, oh well, I'm still mad about that one. But uh, yeah, man, I'm. Oh man, this coming weekend, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's uh, this is it. This this is it. It's uh, time to time to punch your playoff ticket if you don't already have
0: it punched. Well, and we have two days to break it all down for you, which we always will. We'll come back tomorrow with the betting episode and then, of course, the next day with the DFS episode. So, Cody, let's go ahead and put a bow in this one. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media?
1: Yep, you can find me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Got a ton of stuff going on there. Uh, Obviously, football's ramping up, so we got some stuff going on there. and, And with racing, F1's back this weekend. Uh, IndyCar's got a couple races left in the season. They're off this weekend, but but they're up the next two weekends, so I'll have stuff with that. Uh, Xfinity back again this weekend, so I'll have an article with the Garage Guys later this week. So, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb, and then follow the show as well on Twitter at NASCAR Gambling.
0: Indeed. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Make sure to find all my stuff on the Sports Gambling Podcast website as well as the Sportsbook Review, where I contribute for NASCAR and CFL. Make sure to join us tomorrow for our betting episode as we break down Daytona for you and give you our favorite bets as we always do. But until that time, thank you guys so much for listening as always. Join us in the Discord, uh, sg.pn slash Discord to join us in there in the NASCAR channel. Have some fun with us uh, talking crap on Cody. And, uh, you know, that's what they love to do in there. But anyways, we'll see you guys tomorrow. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, let's go racing and let it ride.